Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Spirit of Maryland calling me audibly, boiling she said that she would never leave, continue to torture me, telling me to come with her, underneath my comforter, and she brought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her, took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her, yeah I'm in the ghost but I ain't doing stunts with her, I ain't trying to be that, haters wanna see that, but I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby. She's just a girl and she's on fire, hotter than a fantasy. supposed to tell like you that i'm recording you probably so did, you, did that not come up on your computer that came up on well that maybe that did come up on your computer it came up on mine not on mine there was a box i had to click i bet you there was a, like like a lawsuit that people were getting recorded and i wasn't like like being told to the other person so they have to announce it you have to show me how to invite a meeting without having a code okay i i thought i'd figure that out it just i don't know anyway well we're recording right now yeah it's been two weeks since we did this i know it's been uh a busy two weeks sorry well me too so Uh, but but now uh i'm in rap and almost unemployed so we're gonna have a lot of time to do shit yeah so what's your uh opinion about Going to the movies because, uh, you know, Quiet Place 2 comes out this week and I kind of want to watch Is it that. This week? Yeah, I, I'd like to see that in the theater. I don't know. Uh, I, think it would, I was thinking about going sometime next week. I think I would do it. I think. I feel like baby steps. We could talk yeah. about the experience and. Uh, yeah. Well, that's worth getting COVID over. <laughs> We're I'm back. Not- um, we're vaccinated. We're not kind of. I know. I'm just kidding. But like, um, I don't know. I think I would do it. We'll see. We'll see if we so, get closer. So we we went out Saturday. Yeah, so that was a big step. Actually, we're, we're inside a bar with no masks, and it was fine. So we went. Yeah, but I don't think I can tell you right now. I would not have gone to that bar. Like if, if it was like. Hey, it wasn't packed. Let's just no, 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 it wasn't. But if you were like, "Hey, let's go to a bar," there's no way I would have gone. But we went out because we went to see a comedy show, which was outdoors. Although I I was looking at indoor tickets, so I guess maybe I would go to the theater because it's the same thing, right? Like you're just sitting there. I was like, "All right, well, we're outside, we're enjoying this." But as we were just talking about, it was a rough day, I think, yesterday for everybody because. no one had been out, and we went out. There were six of us, and we all just kind of got smashed because you forgot what it was like to pace yourself. You forgot what it's like to be in your 40s and drink alcohol. It's not. Yeah. Um, and so from there, yes, we wandered into a place that I can pretty much guarantee you I wouldn't have gone in before if I hadn't had so much alcohol at the comedy show. You know, it's a classy joint when everything you get is in plastic solo cups. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's on purpose. Even the wine. Yeah. Um, we treated ourselves for your brother's birthday. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun, man. That was a good time. I highly recommend if you're in LA to go to this comedy show. It's um, I love fun. the Kevin Nealon's line because the way that it was set up was that it was like in the alleyway of two buildings and they kind of set up an area and Kevin Nealon gets on stage and he goes, you know, I've always, I told myself like, like sometime before never to work in an alley before again. Yeah. Or something like that. He, so yeah. So just to recap a little bit, we saw him, Anthony Jeselnik and, um, Harlan Williams, Harlan Williams um, yeah, Orny Adams. Yeah. Who was the, I tried to, you know, you don't remember, but he was the, in the documentary comedian with Jerry Seinfeld that followed Jerry's, you know, rise and stand up and then also profiled a young comedian coming up. And he was the young comedian coming up in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, anyway, it was uh, fantastic. It was so good to go out and laugh. Like, like we were la- like, so on our way there, we were talking about who's funny and who's not and this and that. And I was like, I just don't, I think I've seen Kevin Nealon stand up and I don't remember it being funny. And I was kind of like that. And you guys were like, no, I'm pretty sure he's funny. I saw what like, and he was, so he was like kind of a guy I was least like excited for. And he fucking crushed it. Yeah. He was so fun. Like that's usually when you see a comedian, if you had a good time at a comedy show, there's one comedian whose jokes you sit around and laugh about the next two days. And that was that, that was him. He was so freaking funny. Yeah. So it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. That was, we were just talking about before we got on. I was like, how fun that was. So what's, uh, what's new over there? Um, I got some notes. The only, well, so I was saying that our, our uh, itinerary was going to be this Angelina Jolie movie, which is uh, People Who Wish Me Dead or something. What's it called? Those Who Wish Me Dead. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, the Woman in the Window. Um, you saw the zombie movie. Army of the Dead. I watched that. Army of the Dead. Um, and then we were going to talk about... NBA, our NBA bets, but we really didn't make any. There's not really a lot of like out there to bet on. Like it's the, the money's tough. Um, and then uh, the MTV Awards, which neither of us have watched yet, because why would we? And we're usually good about this MTV Movie Award thing. Well, and I don't even think we're good about it. I think we like like it. <laughs> do like it, but we're. I didn't even know that it was on. And it was a two night event. I know. So it's like that's how out of touch we that's how out of touch I am, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you did you find it? Do you have it? No, I, I haven't even downloaded you, it. You can't okay. So yeah, I'll I'll try to watch it. If it's worth talking about next week, maybe we'll go back to it. But um the only other note I had for you that I have written down that I can think of is did you watch the Wonder Years reboot trailer? No, I didn't even know that came out. Oh, okay. Um, How does it look? Eh. <laughs> Doesn't give I don't know. I think Don Cheadle is too famous to be the guy. I think that's a problem. Okay. I don't think it was much about the narration as it was well, the other characters. But that's fine. Really? You don't think the narration was important? In no, the I guess it was. I guess it was. Um, it's just, it's, it, you know, like the thing about the Wonder Years I remember was, you know, right, Daniel Stern was the voice. You had no idea. I remember finding out what he looked like, like in season four and being like, whoa, you know? Um, because nobody, it was just his voice. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a really tight rope to walk, walk with that because you gotta you gotta try to bring in all the things that made the Wonder Years very special. Um, and part of it was nostalgia, but it wasn't built on like 
this is the thing with nostalgia stuff. If you're going to make nostalgia stuff, you got to figure out if, if that's your thing or if your thing is um, to tell stories with that as part of the background. And uh, this is what we had with our, our biggest problem with our script that we had. Remember our, um, yeah. our movie script where I, uh, I was writing for parody of, or one of us was writing for parody at the time. The other was trying to write a real story with that as the background. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I was I was curious what your thoughts were. Obviously, I'll find out some other time. What are your notes? Uh, I've got no notes. Um, I sent a text message today. It was a it was my favorite text message I've sent, and it's not because it was funny, but because it felt so freeing to block my friend that keeps sending me pictures of his kid. <laughs> that was that was funny. That made me laugh out loud. Somehow yeah. you figured out a way to record your home screen as you blocked them. Yes, and I sent that to uh, him. And you sent it to everybody. And I don't know how you did it, but that's fucking great. I love it. So um, that felt good. Like, I, I feel like this, I, like, I just feel like the sense of relief knowing that he can't text me more pictures of his kid. And I can't tell. Because now when I see pictures of his kid, like, I have a, I have like a really visceral reaction. And I shouldn't have it. The poor kid has nothing to do with it. But when I see him, I hate him because of this guy. <laughs> well, when he gets older, you can tell him how fucking terrible his dad is. Well, he's going to have to do it in person because he can't call me to find out or text because he's blocked. Um, what else was I going to tell you about? Um, I guess that that's it. Um what do you want to start with? Some movies or NBA? You want to just do some NBA real quick? Sure. Any any of the games you want to talk about? Any? Oh, I know we need to talk about it. You were going to explain to us what was going on in the Middle East. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, any of the games you want to talk about, uh, NBA? Um, Suns won game one. They looked pretty good. The, uh, they did pretty well defensively versus uh, LeBron in the game. Um, you could tell that they they had an off night, him and uh, Anthony Davis. So I'm sure the rest of the series isn't going to go like that. But it was nice to uh, win the first game. Yeah, it was good. Well, I'm rooting again. I'm rooting for like all the teams that I've always rooted against. I'm rooting for. The Suns. I'm rooting for the Knicks. I'm like, what is what's happening to this world? <laughs> that game versus the Knicks was pretty good, and that game was awesome. Yeah, uh, that's some really good games. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh. So yeah, I guess we didn't really make any bets. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of money to be won. Like all, you know. I, I just don't even know who to, it, there's the problem with gambling on the NBA playoffs right now is you're not going to make any money in the Lakers. You're not going to make any money in the nets. So who do you take a flyer on? It's either the bucks, the Sixers. Uh, I guess you could say the Suns. Um, well, the bucks fucking are killing Miami right now. Yeah, I know. It's like they're going to be two and out. Um, what I wanted to ask, um, the thing that I guess that upset me the most in the playoffs was fucking Utah decided two hours before the game last night that they were going to sit their best player. Yeah, that's that was dumb. That was some bullshit. And uh, especially they because won. we have the Jazz in five. That, well, we just gave them the one, the one loss. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's all right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, good start for the NBA yeah. playoffs. Yeah, um, really good start. I'm, you know, I'm just happy that my show's over. I can watch some games. We can talk about it. Uh, I saw a prop bet that it was like Damian Lillard's points and assists are like 36 today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me look at that. I just had that up. 
Uh, maybe we put some money on that. So what do you think about this Julio Jones thing? You think he's going to the Cowboys? No. Did you see he was on TV today laughing about it? Stephen A.? No, um, Shannon Sharp called them on live on TV. He didn't. I don't think he realized he was on uh, their show, and was like, "Come on, dude! I would never." He's like, "I, I want to win," and Shannon Sharp's like, "Well, then why would you go to the Cowboys?" He goes, "Exactly." All right. I wonder so, where it goes. I don't think so. So, what if he goes to Green Bay? That's, I mean, that look at those two outside receivers, right? Yeah. Um, I, keep, I, I thought he said he wanted to go to, to New England. To play with Mac Jones? Yeah, that's right. No, he wants to play with Cam Newton, he said. Here you go. Damian Lillard. Sorry, just to go back to it. Uh, points, rebounds, assists over 42. It's minus 130. Minus 42. All right. I like it. What do you want to put, like 20 bucks? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> and that is an illegal activity. <laughs> All right. Um, so, speaking of... Uh, um, all right, so we watched Those Who Wish Me Dead, and I got a text from you saying, I can't wait to talk about this. Well, I got a text from one of our lists from my friend Peter, who's like our one of our, well, I would say one of our only listeners, but he's one of the only listeners who we know of. And he yeah, said let me to me, I can't wait for you guys to talk about this. So I may have just been forwarding that. I don't remember, but... Um, I just thought that it was a, it, it, it does make a good discussion. It, it's right up there with a lot of the movies you've made me watch before. So let me just say that before that, I didn't even know this movie existed, but I had read the script or I had read the, um, the book before uh, when I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh shit, I read this book. All right. March 9th, 15 people played our podcast. I don't want to keep doing this every time. It says listeners, five. I don't know what that means. It might just be us trying to get it to up. Anyway, whatever. Let's not do this. Why? All right. You got to do it. No, it's 15. All right. Anyway. So Angelina Jolie, she's a firefighter um, that works. Where were they? Can't remember. Um, Wyoming or Montana or something. Um, hey, by the way, before you go, I heard this joke uh, just because I wanted to. You're caught up on Mayor of Easttown, right? Yeah. How good is that show? It's pretty good, but I thought Guy Pierce was the killer the whole time. It is weird that his character has very little to do with things. Um, but anyway, somebody at, uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day and they were talking about. Um, they made a joke comparing Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. They said, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell uh, said that they don't want an investigation into the January 6th, you know, <laughs> siege of the Capitol. Um, and in other news, the, you know, the sheriff in Easttown is, upset that mayor keeps poking around this murder case, you know, like they were basically saying it's the same plot. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, it's like Wyoming or Montana. I thought it was Wyoming, but so she let's played, just, she plays a fire, firefighter who's assigned to a fire tower in the middle of the woods. Uh, and she gets involved in some saving a kid. Hold on. You, 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 all right. Okay. Keep going. If you just give the basic plot, that's fine. That's, that's basically the plot. You can start from there. Well, she's not a fire. She's a fire jumper. I mean, these guys, they like adrenaline. You got to remember. So when they sh we, when we show up to like the gang hanging out and it's a bunch of rough and tough dudes, 
and basically one of the 10 hottest people to ever walk the earth. <laughs> yeah. All hanging out. It's just a group of people. Um, yeah. And we zero, we zero in on her and her $500 sunglasses. And, uh, you know. And no one wants to hook up with her. Yeah, no one has any interest. Um, but she has a history of dating, like, all the main characters, you know, whatever. But, um, so then she, she leaves the table and whatever, and, and there's a scene where they're starting to play cornhole and they say something to her, and she grabs a sack and throws it, like, 75 yards and nails it. And it's like, well, we all knew that was going to happen. But what she's really jonesing to do is get into the back of her pickup truck and parachute out of the back. Yeah, and they were like, she's going to do it! She's going to do it! Everyone's saying, like, whoa. <laughs> so while this is happening, there's a guy and his kid in another... They're in uh, Florida. And something's going on. Where Something's going on. This this house gets blown up by Littlefinger and Nick Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Um, and the so the stupid thing about this, well, there's a lot of stupid things, is that we don't have. You never find out what the story is. Well, that's I kind of was saving that, but yes, there's there's no. We do not know what any of the stakes are for any of this. It's like Pulp Fiction when he opens up the thing, you don't know what's in there. But it wasn't on purpose, I don't think. I think it was like a, uh, an oversight. It or, wasn't like... Or they just cut out some scenes, which I'm guessing that's the... Right. Because fucking what's it, Littlefinger is like a terrible actor in this. It's like... Well, so he... This guy's like... This guy and his kid, and the guy can't stop playing with his hair for some reason because it's a really... I think it's a bad wig. I don't know. They can't stop messing with his hair, and he's like... We got to go. So he and this kid drive off to, like, go see his family and get off the grid. Um, and then we cut back to, like, Angelina Jolie when she's doing her thing. But, you know, the, we get two scenes of Angelina Jolie thinking about some bad things that happened in a fire. And that's all the backstory we'll ever get on her. Yeah. She's, she's not what you would call... She was in a fire... And watch teenagers burn. Yeah. She's not what you would call a well-established backstory. Um, we just know that. And then through her interactions, one of the cops, this cop comes. He's like a uh, guy you've seen. From oh. the, he played by the Punisher. He's in the Punisher. He's in Walking Dead. He's like, that. you know that guy. He's in Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Shane you, from, uh, yeah, so when he shows up, you're like, okay, so this guy's obviously got a lot to do with some shit. Turns out he's her ex-boyfriend. He's a cop. He doesn't do anything wrong ever. He, that guy, does, like, and every his, scene, his wife isn't jealous at all. No, and yeah, I mean, he's in a he's in an interracial marriage. He's about to be a father. Uh, all the signs are pointing to this guy not making it, and. <laughs> He he put it was, up. It was foreshadowing that he wasn't going to be the same reason that I talked about that stowaway movie with Anna Kendrick, where she was like overly excited about being in space. And right. you're like, yeah, she's dead. He's uh, like the he's the best ex boyfriend ever because not only is he like he just couldn't put up with Angelina Jolie living in Wyoming, uh, but now he's in this interracial marriage with um, a woman who's pregnant. Um, he stops at every accident and like takes care of it. Uh, and he's still good friends with his hot, like model hot ex-girlfriend and everything's good. <laughs> yeah. So the two bad dudes are Littlefinger and Nicholas Holt. Uh, and then I uh, see no way the dad survives. Um, we start anyway. She falls off a tower. Like there's all these things. There's a happen. scene where the dad like writes something on a piece of paper and tells his son, "Give this to someone you trust." Yeah, that's right. This is what the whole thing is all about. And he's like, "Okay, dad." And then, of course, we get to the scene where the the guys like kill their father, and then now the kid's running in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but like the kid runs off, the killers don't finish the job because that's a tough find. Um, an unathletic uh, 11-year-old would be a tough kill for them. Um, so they just let it go. Um, but uh, but they're bad dudes. They made sure we know that they're bad dudes. Um, um, so let's just be honest. This kid's going to have a lot of problems. He He... <laughs> He's cracking jokes by the end, but he's going to have a lot of problems. Um, he uh, he meets and the kid meets Angelina Jolie falls off the tower. Like I don't know, she's okay because she's tough. Yeah. She meets the little kid. The little kid's like running from her, and she's basically talks him into like, "Look, I'm the only one that can like help you." Um, and he trusts her right away. He's like, "Here you go." Well, that's when we get the best piece, the best line from the movie which actually was actually a really good line which was um it was like uh shit i I forget it was like like water leads to or creeks lead to rivers rivers lead to cities so follow the water yeah um that was like an awesome like piece of advice i was like that's good yeah that's good so we we get out of that scene and we're like whoa these bad guys screwed up and they're like, well, you think we screwed up. Wait till you meet the big bad guy. And then comes Tyler Perry for a minute and 40 seconds of screen time. Yeah, he's it. Like, this, it was so ridiculous. There's, like, no point to this bad guy. You never find it. Never, ever comes back. Except for the fact that he's like, all right, you need to fucking take care of this or you're dead. And that was like, we don't need that scene. We know that they need to finish this off. Yeah. Unless you're going to bring this guy back at the end where he's like, these guys are fucking everything up and I have to go take care of this myself. There's right. No point to have that. No. So he just shows up to be like, you guys screwed up. You need to go kill this kid. Like, they know that, you know. But it does give Littlefinger uh, the chance to complain even more. And he's done it several times about how it should have been two teams and they need more <laughs> money for the job. And I thought... This guy's complaining about all the same things I complain about all day about work too. Like we have a lot in common. Like we should have more people working on this and we should have more money to pay for it. So he's got the same problem. Well, these guys are like, I don't know how we're going to find this kid. Um, you know what? Let's just fucking commit arson. That'll draw them out. Well, but unfortunately the thing they don't know is that, Angelina Jolie is a firefighter. So this is the one thing she can like fight. So we are like, they just happen to. She doesn't see it. the fucking fire for a long time. Though. No, she doesn't smell it. There's no tracking. It's yeah. like, she's can't like, imagine she was that great of a firefighter. Dude, she's assigned to those woods. Your whole job is to stand in a tower and see if there's a fire. In those woods. Right. You, know, you should know those woods like the back of your hand, you know? Um, and, and, like, the fire just, eru- like, it just flames up immediately. It goes from, like, a match to, like, 100 yards in, like, five seconds. Yeah. Um, and so it's moving. If it's cooking at that and she doesn't notice it, she's really not good at her job. Um, so they start running her and the kid. Um, and also, let's be honest, that that – Arson would not be very difficult to trace. No. Like, they, they didn't even fling it into the woods. It's like, oh, here we are at the side of the road. Let's just take this, ma- this match and just throw it right there. Yeah, oh, no. we've got arson. Um, so, so they start running her and the kid, and um, there's a lightning storm. And, of course, the lightning, like, basically hits her. Yeah, it hits her foot. I mean, talk about a bad day. Yeah, why? Why is there? Why is this scene in the movie? I, I, there, that should be what the name of the movie is. Why is this scene in this movie? I have so many questions. We'll get to those kinds of questions uh, in a little bit. So she, what is, what is she? No, she tells them that they need to go. You run, then then stop and cover. I'll run. Then they're doing like a leapfrog thing. Right. Makes no sense. Like, why are they doing this? 
I guess next time it like lightning, I know how to how to how to not get hit by lightning. Uh, I see. I have a note. On a few steps, crouch. <laughs> yeah, you never get hit by lightning that way. I mean, have you ever have you ever been scared? I mean, I shouldn't say this because then I'll get struck by it. But have you ever been scared of any, like? Have you ever been out and been like, I'm going to get hit by lightning? It's like you're like most civil people are like the odds of lightning striking me are very small, but she's like running and she's like, dude, this lightning is going to hit me and bam, it catches her. Um, I have this written down. I don't know what it means. Talk to your wife or you wind up dying. I'm sure that that has something to do with the cop and his wife. Um, she comes in on a horse. Yeah. Uh, and like, honestly, at this point, I start thinking the plan has some holes in it. Okay. Like they send the guy up the tower. He goes up the tower, the cop that. Yeah. He goes, all right, you go up there and you better come down with somebody. And he doesn't even hide the fact that he's just talking. So he gets shot. The wife comes in on the horse, shoots the little finger. Uh, can't believe his death is before Nicholas Holtz. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, actually was, I like him as like the silent, like just kind of badass guy. He was pretty good. He can fucking, that motherfucker can track though. He was like finding shoe prints. Yeah. Like he, he found them real quick. Uh, that's, so, what, that's what his part of the job is. I guess. I mean, he came from Florida. I, I don't know where else he uses that skill in Florida, but he, he did it well in, in Wyoming, Montana. Um, <laughs> so, through this arson, they, they, Angelina Jolie and the kid, they go in the water and they just like basically stay underwater all night. Just breathing a little bit when they have to from out there. No sweat. Kid didn't get, uh, you know, he, he followed directions well. How did the tower stay up? I don't know. Well, there's no trees around it. Okay. Like, it's kind of like they do that on purpose so that if it gets caught on fire, it's like kind of a safe place. I get to the, there's five minutes left and we still don't know why this has all happened. And um, in in the end, we never find out. No, we never find out. All we know is like something bad happened and uh, Angelina Jolie had to protect the kid. We don't know the guy, the father of the kid, like what his job was. We don't know what had to do with any of this stuff. He saw some things. Um, we knew we know he couldn't go to the police. He could only go to the news. Yeah. But we don't know why. Nope. The end. Great movie. So credits roll. And I see it's our pal Taylor Sheridan who yeah. wrote and directed this. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, do we need to be out on this guy? We'll see what his next picture is like. I mean, so I was like, he was, he was just did something else. And I was like, he's right. He did that Jack Ryan or that wasn't Jack Ryan, the Michael B. Jordan, Tom oh, Clancy he, one. Oh, he did that too? He wrote it. Wow. Um, so he wrote that and then he wrote this. And the problem with that movie was it was had some writing problems. I'm like, was... Sicario, all just a dream. <laughs> right? Well, didn't he direct that Chris Pine movie? What was it called? Yeah. Um, we do this every two weeks. Yeah. We talk about him. And then we... Can't remember the name of him. We can't ever remember. And I, I'm, I swore I would remember because it's actually hell or high water. Oh, I didn't have to look it up. It was like like my number three movie of the decade or something. I can't remember the fucking name of it. Um, but yeah, so he does. Yeah, he writes Hell or High Water. I don't remember. Did you like Wind River, the Jeremy Renner one? No, I hated the ending of that. I love that movie. That movie was great. Um, and then he does Sicario 2, right? He wrote that. That had some problems. Um. And then Yellowstone, and Yellowstone's its own thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Yellowstone's much more 
those who wish me dead than this. So the book, you've read the book. What's the tone of the book? Is it, what's the difference? I don't, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. So I, just, I, I read the book and I was, I can tell by the story that I read it, but I don't remember the differences. It's been a while. Right, it's, that's, obviously that's, very, it's, it's, it's obviously very forgettable. That's suspect, I'm just going to say. Oh, shit, I didn't, I don't think I... Why would I, I lie? Why would I lie about that? Um, I don't know, maybe you want to sound smarter to 15 people. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. All right, so Woman in the Window. Amy no, and- hold on a second. I have so many questions about this movie. Okay. All right, we did the walkthrough. Why did so many people agree to do this? Like, why does this movie have Nicholas Holt as, like, the fourth or fifth lead? I don't know. That guy's on successful TV shows. He's an X-Man. He's, like, a Mad Max guy. He's, like, all kinds of shit. Why is he... Why, like... Why does he play the second bad guy in charge? It's an ensemble. I'm just saying... Everybody wants to work with this director. That's why. Yeah, so that's the other thing. The director is... uh, Who's the director? Taylor Sheridan. Right. We just said that. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other... The next director. Um, You're right. So people want to work with him. Why? So... But the biggest question... So, like, we'll get through that. All right. That's fine. The biggest questions about this movie are, like, Angelina Jolie related. Number one. They don't make movies like this anymore. And I'm I'm so I don't want to make fun of it too hard. When they do, they're straight to video like the one this is this was a lot like your started off a lot like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie again where they're just killing people. What what she hasn't made a movie in like six years. What No, she's it, made she's made movies. She what? Malef- Maleficent. As a human. Maleficent too. I'm gonna I am going to i am going to IMDB this this thing. Connecting to the internet. What is that? What's going on, buddy? So try restarting it. Uh-huh. Unplug the router. Wait ten seconds. I don't know. Gee, is that who's that? Siri is having tele or or not Siri, but Amazon, whatever the fuck it is, uh, is telling me that the internet's cut off. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, we don't get cut off. Should I start recording? Oh no, you're all right, you're still recording. Good for right now. Um, no, you're right. Maleficent 2 was in 2019. But other than that, she really hasn't been in anything in, like, outside of her voice in, like... She's in the, uh, the new fucking Marvel movie. Okay, but my point is, why this? Why is this... Like, what would draw her to this? Why is she taking this movie? Is she... Because she really wanted to be... A an action hero or like what like what's going on? I probably paid her a lot of money. Okay, you think that that's the answer? All right. Um, I mean, it's probably yeah. She probably got paid to do something she hasn't done in a while. She wanted to do like a action movie, and this is what came up. Okay, is and the director. Everyone wants to work this director. Is Angelina Jolie a good actress? Yeah, I think she's good. I mean, I liked Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I liked there's some there's some movies I liked with her in it. You go through it. So she starts off, she's really good in like a bunch of movies when she's younger, right? She's like like hackers, uh, as I look through this. Um what else? Playing My Heart was the bone collect. Uh, Girl Interrupted, she wins her Oscar for. Gia, she's really good. Um, and then she starts getting into some action shit, right? Um, yes, Tristan Smith, Smith, Wanted. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was her big one, yeah. Um, and then um, a movie that I think we both really, really liked, if I remember correctly, was A Mighty Heart. Which yeah, is when, and then I think Changeling was awesome. Yeah, like Changeling. To me, Changeling was like one of those movies that was so underrated. Um, 
And she did like Wanted and she did Salt and those things get confused a lot. But Wanted, I thought was awesome. And Salt was, was you know, it was all right. Yeah, it was, it was fun. But then she goes into like The Tourist, which was like killed. Dude, that was awful. Yeah. Maleficent, which that whole thing isn't very good. And, you know, um, and then By the Sea. That movie made, was, made like a bajillion dollars, though. Yeah. Maleficent uh, made like a billion dollars or something. Right. And then by the sea, which was terrible. Um, directed that, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. I was listening to an argument about her career choices and how, because people really have like very strong reactions to her, right? Like people hate. Like my mom does not like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, you know, my mom doesn't have very many opinions on people like celebrity personal lives, but like the whole thing with Brad Pitt, like really. Like the thing oh, about Angelina Jolie is like she doesn't make enough movies for you to go. I can't stand. Like I think that's what she does well is she picks movies that are far, so people don't really get sick of, sick of her. She's not like right. an Anne Hathaway, where she's like in every fucking movie. And Anne Hathaway learned that she had to like basically stop making movies for a while. Um, and I don't know. You, it's hard to say, oh, I don't like her because she doesn't make that many movies. Well, she, my mom doesn't like her because of the whole tabloid stuff. And it was curious because I saw this whole conversation or listened to this whole conversation about did that, like, how, how much that probably ruined her. Because she, and, like, kind of how unfair it is that she got, like, murdered for that and Brad Pitt was, like, okay. But part of the reason is because she's made terrible movie choices since then, and he's made fucking really good ones. And he always makes the guy. The guy he was talking about was like he obviously has good taste because his production company makes fucking awesome movies too. So he's usually doing projects with good taste. Her taste doesn't line up, so she's easier to dislike. And then the other guy brought up the fact that part of the thing with her is because of this whole thing she hasn't taken a she hasn't taken on a role um that made her like like the seductress or sexy or anything because she's probably so image conscious about how she came across as that and before that happened that was like her biggest asset like she's one of the most beautiful people ever right so like she keeps taking these roles where she's like the doctor or she's like the cop, just one of the guys because, or the fire jumper because there's no sexuality to it, but it's impossible to look at her and think this, this nobody's interested in this woman. Well, she's, she's just, also like got like eight kids, right? And she's doing all these fucking kids movies now. And she doesn't want to be like the hot, she doesn't want to do these nudity things again like she used to. Nobody's saying about, hold on. Nobody's saying about nudity. I'm just saying you well, can, you're saying that she she hasn't played the seductress, right? Which is she's a very she's a that's probably yeah. her most charming quality. If you you know, like that is the most believable role for her to play. Is somebody? It doesn't mean they have to get. You can be seductive without being naked. Naked sex scenes, whatever. Like she's got like seven kids that are older now and know what she does and want to be like acting and stuff, and she doesn't want them to see her do that stuff. I don't know. I don't know what's going on inside Angelina Jolie's head. She makes some good movies. She makes some bad movies. Move on. All right, let's move on. Amy Adams talking about choices. First of all, let me just state that this director, Joe Wright, I've said this before, is like one of my favorite directors because he's very, he knows how to tell a story visually. Okay. And uh, I was really looking forward to this movie. So Joe Wright did the Winston Churchill movie just recently. Um, He did Atonement. He did Pride and Prejudice. He did The Soloist. He did all these movies. Um, By the way, Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice, and um, uh, what was the other one? Um, Atonement. Atonement. 
both have seductive seductive characters with seductive scenes without nudity. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so he directs this movie, which is kind of along the lines of Rear Window, right? Kinda. <laughs> I mean, they tried to address apparently, they apparently, tried to address that, and it didn't work. Apparently, this movie had a lot of reshoots. Right. It's supposed to be a mess. Uh, and you can tell that it had a lot of reshoots. Right. Um, let's just say, I'm just going to say, from the opening 10 minutes of this movie, I knew this movie was going to be awful. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So the acting in the first scene with the therapist was some of the worst acting I've seen all year. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, I cannot believe. At first I thought it was like, like supposed to be like campy. Like maybe yeah. this was like how it was going to be portrayed, the movie. But then I realized that, no, this was like how she really was supposed to be acting. And I was like, holy crap, Amy Adams is terrible. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my God. You should go back and watch like the first 10 minutes and tell me how bad of an acting that is. I'm good. Um. So the acting overall, too. I mean, we don't need to go over everything like we did the Angelina. No, no, I, I don't have. I actually don't even have notes for this. So they introduce this character that lives across the street. He's like the son of um, the people that live across the street that she gets involved with in terms of a murdered mother, um, and he's like acting really weird. You know, like the the moment. The moment he walks in a picture, he's old, too older. He's an older... You could tell he's an older actor playing a younger kid, first of all. He's, yeah. I couldn't even tell what how old he was supposed to be. Right. Um, he was supposed to, he's supposed to be like 15 or something, but he was way older. Um, but he was acting really weird, trying to pretend that he was like a... Uh, kind of like Asperger's or had some sort of like mental deficiency. That's what it seemed to me. Is that what it seemed to you that they were trying to? Portray? Yeah, the, yeah, they were trying to right. They were they were trying to show trauma or yeah. you know, that obviously this kid has had some problems. And right there, first of all, the overacting on that was terrible. And right there, I was like, yeah, he's definitely faking this. And then you just basically at the end, he was <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just like a horribly acted movie. Um, and then even Gary Oldman like pops up and he's got this weird hair, this weird yeah. white hair, like the character design choices and the acting on this movie, which is terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then why, I don't understand why you put Julianne, uh, Moore and Amy Adams in the movie together. They're basically the same person. I think Julianne Moore is great. I just want to say. There's she nobody, is. nobody who like works harder than in a scene than Julianne Moore. She, she owns like every scene she's in. She just like, she can make any scene seem like, uh, just intense or like, I don't know. Yeah, she's. But yes, it doesn't matter because the whole thing is. The whole thing's just bad. This movie is just bad. The whole yeah, the cops are bad. So, so Amy Adams has this really good scene in the movie where she, you know, is freaking out and she tells everyone that they're looking at her weird, but she's like, right. And she was like, wow, this is really good acting. But if you look at like the rest of the movie, it's just such bad acting. You're just like, who am I watching here? It's so uneven. This is just so weird. Right. Um, yeah, it was a terrible movie. So basically, she's agoraphobic. She lives by herself in this giant house in New York. And she sees somebody murdered at the house next door. Yeah. And um, she just starts getting involved in their life. Yeah. And she's talking to the cops and she's bringing everything up and everyone's like, you're crazy. And then we find out there's two... You know, I won't get the spoilers. Two spoilers at the end, or two things happen. When we find out about like her life 
and why you know and then we find out who the killer is um yeah it's stupid yeah and it is it's all pretty stupid um you're right the kid was terrible gary oldman was a mess it has some good filmmaking though that's the problem with this joe wright i mean he creates he shoots things in a certain way that are not typical um i like some of the choices that he did but just the acting was just awful i just can it was so hard to watch yeah um and it's another one of those things where we were talking about in the beginning when talking about the wonder years you got to decide if you're gonna go like storytelling about or you know where when you go back in this retro test storytelling are you telling the story of like oh there's a blockbuster there's a giant cell phone or are you telling a story with those things in the background this can tell the wanted to be campy or not be campy is like it does some campy things but um it's like no 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 you're supposed to take this seriously but here's some camp but take this seriously it's hard it's hard yeah um it was it was a tough watch do you do you have a like I, I you know thinking about amy adams and she's like setting you know she's now been nominated for a bunch of oscars and shit and uh i don't know like did does she does she stand out as this, as a great actress too like do you like like the way i just talked about julian moore that julian moore can walk into a scene and instantly stress everybody out everybody watching everybody in it she has that kind of like control of a, of a scene. When I hear all these people are like, wow, Amy Adams, I can't believe she doesn't have an Oscar. She's, you know, so good. I'm a, without looking back at her, her like movies, I'm, I don't feel that same way. I just don't. No, I mean, I do think she's a good actress, but I wouldn't say she I'm is. not saying she's not a good actress. No, I know. I'm just saying. Okay. I do. I don't think she's got Julianne Moore chops, like you said. So, like, do you have like like when you think of of Amy Adams, like what's the movie, like what's a movie, the movie that like you think of and think that was that was the shit, like that's where she's really good. Uh, I mean, I love Arrival. Okay, I've seen that a bunch, and then. Um, I mean, I guess the um, Enchanted movies, I guess what kind of put her on the map, because she was very good in that movie. Yeah, so those are the two I would have said. I mean, Enchanted, I still think is probably the best she's... I, w- I would say up until Arrival, the best that she's ever been. Um, but, um, yeah, Arrival, she's so, like, she's so good in that movie. Yeah. And that movie's so good. You know, um, I know I'm like looking at all these movies. I really like Nocturnal. I, I don't know. I'm looking at her stuff and I'm like, there's not a whole lot that I'm like. American Hustle, she was good. That movie's not good, though. Um, the Master, I didn't like, but I she was good at that. Master's pretty good. Yeah, Master's awesome. Master is like one of those things you need to go back and rewatch and be like, holy shit, that was good. Because you know what? In the time when the Master came out, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. When the Master came out, it was like Paul Thomas Anderson had done Boogie Nights. He had done, you know, um, the fuck. It, uh, well, anyway, yeah, he did Magnolia, then he did that and Sandler movie, and then he completely switches to there will be blood. And you're like, is there nothing this guy can't touch that he makes? Like, and so when the master came, you're like, Whoa, this is like slow and steady. And like, it's just, it's heavy. It's not, it's not what, you know, I want to see a bunch of characters. I want to see, you know, and when you like, when you take the expectation out of it, that movie fucking it's just you want to talk about good acting like holy shit um anyway i'm just but arrival i mean arrival is one of those movies i think that 
10, 20 years from now, you're going to think back on is like one of the best, like one of the best movies you've, you've seen, you've ever seen. Yeah. It's just so well done. It's such a good movie. Um, so yeah, I would say that about her as well. Uh, anyway. Um, so what's, what's our next one? Oh, army of the dead. Oh yeah. I didn't see this. So you just have to give us a little. So I'll just do a quick army of the dead as the new Zack Snyder, who we all know is a great director, terrible director. Um, you watched the Snyder cut though. I did. I thought it was a lot better than the original version, but it's still crap. I didn't get past the first act yet. So he directs this movie that's a two and a half hour zombie movie where they have to like, where basically Las Vegas is infested with zombies. They have quarantined the whole area so no one can get out. And um, they're going to nuke the place. Basically going to drop a nuclear weapon onto Las Vegas and wipe it off the planet in 48 hours. So this rich guy's like, all right, well, let's go rob a casino before this happens because they're about to incinerate all this money. Um, so they get Dave Batista, who's working as a, uh, I think he's like a cook, a line cook somewhere, who just happens to be like an amazing mercenary. Um, it's kind of like the guy from Heat, you know. Um, he's in, he's in this cook, he's cooking. And, uh, so he puts together a team that includes Tig Notaro, um, who's really miscast in this movie. Well, she was cast to replace Chris D'Elia. Do you not know this? No. So it was originally Chris D'Elia and they re, like, I think they reshot with her after he got in trouble for like diddling little kids. Or whatever he was doing. Um, yeah, so this movie's like huge budget, a lot of CGI, very thin for a two and a half hour movie in terms of plot. They try to mix in all these emotional scenes between him and his daughter, but he just doesn't have the act. Even though he's a fun guy, like... He's made some fun movies. I, I kind of like the one that he was the spy or whatever. And he was teaching the little girl how to be a spy. I thought that was fun. But who's this? Uh, Dave Batista. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I mean, they're trying to groom this guy to be this next action hero. And it's just not going to happen because he doesn't. He has this tough thing about him, but there's just something about him that's not. He doesn't have the dramatic chops. Let's just put it that way. Because there's all these scenes where he's trying to reconnect with his daughter and doing all this other shit. And you're just like, before he even says the words that come out of his mouth, like, I knew literally what he was going to say. That's how bad the script was. It was all all generic lines. You mean another professional wrestler isn't the greatest actor? (laughs) I don't know. He's had some decent roles where he's like, Actually, like, done pretty well at acting. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say award-winning, but... What, what, what just give... Oh, I, I see one that I might go. IMDb now? What? We've been on IMDb the whole time. All right, let's see. Uh, Wait, did you just yell at me for being on IMDb for trying to bring him... You said he's been good in a couple of things. All right. Let's see here. I'm going to go to... We're going to be on IMDb the whole time. Don't say things and don't My, have... He was, good. Okay. he was good in Stuber, even though it was not a great movie. But it was entertaining. It was entertaining. This My Spy movie where he was with this little girl was entertaining. Um, yeah, those are the two movies, I guess. I'll never see either of those two movies. So uh, I, I'm going to say no. Actually, you know what he was pretty good in? You would like Stuber. You know what he was pretty good in? No, I'm out on Uber movies. There's enough. I don't know. I thought Stuber was pretty entertaining. Um, he's actually pretty good, I thought, in Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he played like a machine. So anyway, there's 
two different types of zombies, one that are just like zombies and then one that are smart zombies. And that could be bargained with. And uh, it's just, it's just, this whole setup is just terrible. And the movie is just, just not good. Great. So we're, we're 0 for 3 today. Well, we, I don't think we usually sit here and talk about movies that are good. That's the problem. There's a lot more bad movies than there are good movies. Oh, I think um, Quiet Place 2 is going to be good. And we're probably going to talk. I do too. I do too. Um, all right. So anything else we got? Nope. We powered through that. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, pick this up next week. Sounds like a plan.